0: Speaker your truth. I appreciate you joining me again today. I have my girl Tanika Lewis back with us. She joined us uh, about a year ago, I think, to talk about post-athlete depression and, you know, being black um, representation. We speak a little bit about that again. This episode, but we go much, much, much deeper. We also talk about some great self-care tips and also, you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur, what it means to overcome those mental challenges, uh, that we face as athletes, as black people, as women, um, as entrepreneurs, all those different things. And we also talk about wealth and, and building that for us and for our families. I hope you guys enjoy this episode as usual. And thank you for being here. Speak your truth. We are back with the former guest, my girl, Tanika Lewis. Tanika, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Yes, I'm good. I'm so, so, so glad and grateful to have you back. Um, grateful you agreed to be back on the show. You know I love talking to you, love having you. You are so intelligent, and you offer a perspective that we all need to hear, so I really appreciate that, and um, I'm, I'm super happy to, and excited to get into it. What about you? Um, listen,
1: it's a lot
0: going on in the world, so it's always dope to converse with people with different perspectives, and that's the beauty of being different and human, so it's lit. I'm most, ready. I'm excited. Most definitely. All right, let's do it. So the first, first of all, tell us who you are so for people who may not have listened to your episode or for new people in general to the podcast tell us a little bit about you uh
1: so i'm from akron ohio originally um i currently live in san diego i'm a computer hardware
0: engineer and like academia a physicist as well uh i self-published my own book i run a blog uh what else (laughs) about say that's a book right there (laughs) I love yeah. it. I'm any and everything. That's all you had to say right there.
1: Yeah, any and everything.
0: That's know? beautiful, man. I love it. What gives you the confidence, first of all, and I guess the motivation or tenacity tenacity to wake up every day and be that and do that? You
1: know, this past week was a struggle. I didn't want to be here doing <laughs> any of it, so... <laughs> Of just being unmotivated, but I think I'm like recognizing the different things that I'm grateful for. So I've gotten a habit of before I go to sleep saying three different things I'm grateful for, whether it's from seeing the wind blow to something of a great magnitude of like being alive. So um, one, I try to like get back to that. Like I'm thankful to have a job, even though I don't want to go sometimes. I'm thankful to be breathing. I'm thankful (laughs) like I just try to make sure that I um like pinpoint those different things that I'm grateful for and that kind of brings me
0: back even though i'm still mad that i'm these but, I still for sure. do but um, those are three things that kind of
1: keep me grounded um and then sometimes i get like random phone calls or texts from people that i haven't talked to in a while and that's like gives me a little spark to remind me like why i'm doing it what that motivation is for just different people with different families that haven't necessarily gotten access to different things that i've gotten access to the experience and
0: that kind Definitely. of keeps me going how important is that to have people in your life that do that for you, especially during the toughest times when you can't be positive on your own?
1: Like the saying always goes, it takes a village. Um, and that goes from like family and the children, but as we continue to grow older as adults, like mm-hmm. people always preach or talk about keeping your circle small. but I don't think it's necessarily like the size of the circle, but the impact of the circle and having
0: people in that
1: circle that understand you. So when you when your cup is low, it's like, all right, I got you. I got a little bit of mine so I can yeah. pour but also reminding you to not like over pour from your cup, but also refill your cup or replenish because sometimes they may need a little from your cup. So it's just an ebbs and flow of I think true friendship. And I think now we're getting to the importance the importance of what true friendship is and what that means. Um, and just being able to show it for
0: one another for sure i agree and i absolutely love that when i see you on instagram and you be with your friends and y'all celebrate each other's accomplishments like i love that um especially as black women it's so awesome to see all of you first of all y'all doing so swell in life and for y'all to be yeah, celebrating like, like, it's different like <laughs> categories i'm like
1: yo, this is lit like,
0: yes
1: friends are like they're just associated i'm surrounded by a lot of dope people doing yes. dope things like yourself included so thank you it's just great to be able to be mentioned in those different in those rooms with those different people and be yes. associated with them because people
0: doing some dope stuff man. well we feel the same way about you every time i get on your story i'm like damn nigga i'm about to have to wake up at two three in the morning every day to catch up with you like dang <laughs> you do. I, I just
1: told somebody I'm like
0: a night owl, so like yes. I'll be I'll be going to sleep at like two. Sometimes maybe three. And I'm like I should probably go to sleep now. Like for I real. To I swear, bro. <laughs> I got to get up to go to work at two, and I really like don't get into bed till like eleven, twelve o'clock. I don't know why, but I can't. I just can't go to sleep before that.
1: So, yes, yeah, it's, it's like my
0: mind starts going. As so as it hits like eleven. I'm like, man, <laughs> for man, real. I'm not sleep, like- I swear. Probably because we always heard. Uh, Team no sleep and I'm grinding while y'all sleep. I'm working while y'all no, we no, need to really. sleep. <laughs> but I also always hated those morning workouts that we had. So that too. <laughs> always the reverse that. That's real. That's real. But <laughs> I, I wake up wake early. Up like four. See, man. I've never been a morning person though. Like my mom will tell you to this
1: day, like I've never been a morning person.
0: See, I am now, like, I feel like I'm missing out on something if I don't wake up before 7 o'clock. If I wake up after 7, I start panicking. <laughs> like, I literally, go, oh, my God, I gotta do this. <laughs> like, I be freaking out, man. But I was like you all the way up until I think I got maybe 25, 26, and I think it was like, I felt pressured to have done something by then or accomplished something. So, I feel like I had to always Damn. be working to get somewhere. Um, But in high school, my parents, boy, they used to want to box me because I wouldn't get up. I would tell them, no, ain't nobody nobody going to school today. What you mean? Man, my mom would be like, yo, what is
1: wrong with you? I was like, I don't want to do this. But in high school, I worked the overnight shift. So maybe that's Mm. probably that current to it. So I'm just used to being like, I know I can get stuff done at this time. Everybody sleep. Just how people, morning people think that everybody sleep in the morning like mm-hmm. everyone's
0: legitimately sleep at night so it's like no one's
1: gonna call me no one's gonna interrupt me i can yeah. literally do everything i want to do and can do and that's uh, real at night. that's real and i'm like i sleep during the day and I'm like if i miss
0: something i'll get it at night time <laughs> or I'll when i wake up like yeah be okay so that's funny man i can't do it the sun out like i gotta be out in the mix i gotta see what's going on <laughs> that's, the, that's the best sleep <laughs> that's so, the same I'm, I'm just taking a longer nap why <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I'm taking <laughs> a longer nap oh week oh, <laughs> that's so funny alright let's talk about let's talk about post athlete depression so when we last spoke I was still definitely like in mind whereas now I feel like I don't even know what that is no more I done forgot all about that so it's like it's You're awesome afraid, no. man rebirth girl tell ooh, and it feels really good so i'm glad that we are able to come back to this conversation again um with me being on both sides of it so talk can you talk to us about your personal experiences with post-athlete depression and or anyone else that you know uh yeah absolutely
1: so i actually kind of had like a in-season depression i think it was like my sophomore year which is like a rough basketball season mm-hmm. um and then the post Athlete or uh, yeah, post athlete depression. I really packed my schedule out like I was still in season, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to think about it. Like, I tried to really distract myself. So, um straight out of undergrad, went right to grad school, grad school full time. I coached high school girls basketball, and then I worked two jobs. So, I
0: worked part time at
1: retail, like during the day, and then I worked the overnights at a gym, like three days a week. So I just packed out my
0: schedule like I was still in season. I was like, cool,
1: let's let's get it going. And
0: I also had to like
1: take my little cousins slash brothers to
0: school. Um, So like my day would literally be like, cool, all right, get everybody to school by
1: 7. And I also was responsible for like all of the kids in the CODA set to take to
0: school in the morning.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) So it was like,
0: I had to take
1: like four, four, maybe five people to school in the morning by like 7. Then I would go
0: to work at uh Nike, I was at Nike at the retail store for okay. like
1: maybe four to six hours and if I
0: had class, I would shoot the class, if I didn't
1: have class, I would shoot the practice, and then I would come home take a nap, and then sometimes go to work at the gym for from ten to six. From ten PM to six AM. oh and, girl. Like, Make sure I take this make sure I take the kids back to school in the morning. So I would like nap for like maybe thirty minutes to an hour, but, like wake me up when y'all dressed, I wake everybody up, take a nap while they're getting dressed, and then do it again. So, it was, and then I would do my homework while I was at work at the gym. So, it was, I just packed my schedule up so I really wouldn't have to deal with it. Um, But then once grad school was over, I was like, okay, all right. I've been kind of running away from some stuff. But that's that's when I got my internship in San Diego. So, it was like perfect little isolation, but I still didn't want to deal with it. So, then I would take trips like every, so we get every other Friday off. So, I would take trips on those off Fridays. Okay. Um, but then once the internship was over, I went back to Maryland, where I was. That's where I went to grad school at. And then um, when I actually got the full time job in San Diego, that's when I was like, okay, now let's sit down. I was in like full isolation mode on the other side of the world, mm. and I didn't have any, a choice but to like face everything. So that's when everything started getting like yep. compartmentalized, solving it, working through it. But um, it was definitely it's like you you know it's there. But you don't want to face it, so you yeah. keep trying to run from it. But then there comes a point where you're, you're so tired that you can no longer run. So you out of breath, you're tired, yeah. and you, that you just kind of drop and you just surrender to it. So it's like, in order, I don't want to say to prevent it, but to like make sure you're handling it, handling it in the right way. To any athlete that's listening, that they know like this sport will eventually stop.
0: Exactly. So in order to face it head on, it's just like whatever those emotions or feelings are coming, make sure. you
1: deal with them. Like, make sure you yes. allow yourself to experience them versus trying to run from them. Because sports, a lot of times, we're taught to just keep going, fight through it, fight through it. But it's like, what happens when you don't have no more fight left? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> you better deal with it. Like, man. and that goes with anything for any emotion, not just athletes, but as humans too, because I'm kind of out of that post athlete depression, but when anything comes up, it's like, okay, T, what are we doing? How do we feel? Okay, what are those emotions telling us? acknowledge them sit with them just because we acknowledge them doesn't mean that we've dealt with them i just had this conversation earlier with a friend um just because we acknowledge it we still need to show ourselves grace space and empathy to feel those feelings to experience those and so forth and process them Mm. but just because we acknowledge it we always think that's the end and it's not Mm -hmm. like they're gonna keep showing up until you go past that acknowledgement phase and that's when like the, the true healing the true growth happens it's like all right acknowledge awareness but then have the empathy for yourself to forgive yourself if you've been beating yourself up or et cetera, et cetera. So it's a a long process. It's definitely not overnight. I'm talking about it, but it definitely took some years, probably three or four years to go through all of that. Man. Yeah.
0: And everybody's process is different, but those steps, I think, go for everybody. So can you speak to us? And when you're giving it to other people as well. Yes.
1: The that we give for other people, we got to give ourselves.
0: Man, and that's something I got a bad. I used to have a bad habit of was like you when you were speaking about pouring from the cup. My cup, I, my cup must have been that was a jar, bro. And, but then it became an empty jar. You feel me? I mean, because I was dumping. But then it was like, and I say that also because it was like that hole also was so deep when I didn't have nothing left in there. So I definitely. It went underwater. Uh, man if you feel me a dry well what none coming back down there but can you speak down there with dirt. you feel me man? <laughs> dust dirt bones bugs everything but the water man and uh, you know I, I did have to give myself those same things and I used to question why I didn't why did, not feel, did I not feel worthy of it um, yeah. and we are taught to like be so selfless um, and also yep. selfish in the wrong ways so I was like okay. so closed off to receiving love. But love, wanting love and receiving it, that's not being selfish. That's actually very selfless because I'm giving myself to yeah. you and allow you know, giving and allowing you to give yourself to me. Um but I want you to speak absolutely, to us absolutely. about compart, compartmentalization. You said it a lot better than me. But talk to us yeah. about that. What does that mean to you? Um,
1: I just think that means think of like organizing a show uh, or like organizing like a junk drawer, let's say like that because that's essentially what we're doing we got a whole bunch of stuff that's scattered and it's like no let's put this in its proper place um, and try to not let everything overspill or like we not like we now like to say projecting anything from one space to another yes. like me being mad at my family should have nothing to do with me going to work and yelling at a co-worker yes. like so, Just making sure everything has its proper space, place, and perspective so that it
0: doesn't spill over and that I'm basically mixing and learning the lines between things. Yeah. Um, but that's also something that took time for me to learn as well. (laughs) For sure. Like,
1: you, you're taking all your frustrations and problems out on other people that have nothing to do with what you're mad about. Yes. And sometimes the people you're mad at, you're not even mad at them. You're mad at yourself.
0: (laughs) You just want somebody to
1: blame because you can't deal with what you did yourself. Yeah. Um, but
0: that goes into a whole other topic of like, so freaking <laughs> for, <this>. for <laughs> real, <laughs> man. and hey, we we was aiming for thirty minutes. We might go an hour and thirty, bro, if we don't stop. <laughs> but I want to cut it short. It's so man. This is too good. Uh, we might do a yeah, part we two. Go, we can talk about that one for a whole other episode. Man. We can the podcast on that. Me, uh, ooh, we gonna talk about that. Okay, he's giving me an idea. Okay. <laughs> ooh. Okay. And piggybacking off of that. Why, okay, explain to us why it's better to face it than to run from it. Um, okay, let's give
1: the analogy like this. You can play two or three basketball games in the AAU tournament, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if somebody asks you to run a marathon, you're going to be like, hey, y'all, I don't know about <laughs> this one. I'm going to be tired at that 26.2. Woo. But it's like, how many miles are you running a basketball game? Yep. You start, you may start, stop, but it's like, it's the same thing. So in order to face something, what's the, what's the counterpart? Like, what are you, what's the other side of it? Me going through some bullshit for four years versus being like, if I face this, I can get through it in two years. The same way you think playing two basketball games is quicker than running a marathon. So it's, I think you just got to pick your poison. It's like, do you still want to carry a whole bunch of baggage for a longer period of time? Or you want to go through and unpack the groceries and take them up two flights of stairs quick fast, or you want to just keep being on the escalator and then you know, <laughs> Yo, going through the same cycle. For so, real. And I think it's a, a matter of picking your poison, like what you really want to do, how you want to live your life. And that goes down to our decisions and our choices of, again, if it all comes down to self and what do you want more for yourself? Like, do you want to, the better half?
0: It always happens. There's always a moment where we get cut off. I swear, always pausing, doing something. But we're going to get through it, though. Tanika, can you talk to us about how you are constantly finding yourself? So this kind of extends the conversation we've been having. Why is that important when you are talking about post-athlete depression? Or depression in general? Uh, so, I'll make another athlete um, reference. I love
1: it. So as we as we get as we get older or age in our athletics, you constantly have to tweak little things to your game. As your knees start hurting, <laughs> yes. like just as you start, yes, yes, you need to add different parts to your game. And I think it's the same for us outside of the game. We have to learn how to treat our evolution, or not treat our evolution, but explore our evolution of ourselves. Yes. Like, when you were a kid, you used to play with Barbies. Now, look at you playing with, I don't know, books or <laughs> yeah. iPhones or, you know, I think it goes back to giving ourselves grace and space as we continue to grow, but be willing to explore what it is that you like or and or try new things um, because you never know what you like until you try it. It's the same thing like with food. Somebody's like, yes. I know you don't like mayonnaise. You never had a <laughs> sandwich. And it's like, okay, but somebody told me it was nasty, but did you experience it yourself? Exactly. Um, so, I think it's, life is really about just experiences and trying new things and if you don't like it don't do it again but you never know if you don't like it until you do it so try something new um, I think that's, that's the one thing that I always try to at least do on the weekends, I will, every day is a lie guys, I don't do it every <laughs> day but <laughs> I, I try to do something like every weekend, even if I know it's something I like, okay let me make sure I do that if it's mm-hmm. not trying something new um, and, like that, that. and that's it I think that's the best part about being able to be open to evolving, um, and then one thing I, I pray about every day is making sure that I can explore the depths of me. Mm-hmm. Like I think people think of growth as as linear in terms of horizontal back and forth, but it can also be vertical, like up and down. So mm-hmm. like wherever you are, be still enough to continue to explore and dig deeper with where you are versus walking deeper, quote unquote, into the ocean type of thing. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm making sure that I'm trying to dig deeper vertically. Versus trying to constantly push forward and backwards uh, horizontally with growth. Definitely. I feel like that's mostly what I've been doing
0: up until this point. It's like I've always been pushing
1: what's next, what's new, what can I add on? Like that's the thing that's propelling me forward versus being like, nope, let's sit down. What can we explore while I'm sitting in this stillness? And that's the beauty of exploring evolution too. Like evolution isn't just one way it can go whichever way you direct it basically so we're mm. in control of the evolution as well if you guys haven't noticed my theme of <laughs> all of these questions is we're in control
0: of ourselves yes. we have the power to make those decisions to make those choices of how we want to move how we want to heal how we want to grow and how we want to evolve in x y and z forward girl you about to make me get off here and meditate and journal and <laughs> go get my life together girl <laughs>
1: try to sit in silence for 10 minutes and sometimes I may be praying sometimes I may be meditating and sometimes I just sit there and just kind of let my mind wander and I don't try to like attach myself to the thoughts of the thought come I just kind of observe it it's how we watch clouds in the sky yeah like, I try to do the same thing with my thoughts I'm like oh okay <laughs> and keep moving yep. and then when I come out of it I'm like okay now I'm, I'm back now I can attach repeat those thoughts or things if I choose to do so, so.
0: for sure what what You just did give us some advice, but what other advice would you give people who want to meditate but don't know how? Because people ask me all the time, kids, my parents, whoever, um, my friends ask me, like, how do you meditate? I don't really sometimes know how to answer that question, but I think you did just now perfectly. But I want you to go a little deeper with that. Yeah, so uh, one thing I try to do is focus on
1: something that will always bring you back to center. So for me, it's my breath. Okay. I just kind of try to breathe, and if my thoughts, I feel like they're getting a little too far, and I'm not even focused on the meditation. I just always try to come back to the breath. But then I also don't beat myself up for allowing myself to wander. So it's like it's, go- it's gonna be very extremely hard to just sit there and not think. Like <laughs> we're human, we think. Yep. So when your mind starts to wander, it's like okay acknowledge that you wandered and then just walk back exactly and slowly come back like don't beat yourself up like man i messed up my meditation it's like oh you veered a little bit now just bring it back the same way you walked over there walk back yeah um but and you can also do something with uh this is different types of meditation where you can meditate with your eyes open and focus like on a candle flame or just a spot on your wall versus your eyes closed um because some people are like oh i fall asleep i'm like okay keep your eyes open. <laughs> look at a candle look at a poster. I don't
0: know, just find something to focus on, so that when you do kind of wander, that you can always come back to whatever it is that focal point is. Exactly, and you don't have to sit in a yogi pose and woo saw yeah, or just, yeah. You can
1: lay on the couch. Exactly,
0: I lay on the floor sometimes. I will lay on my back on my yoga mat sometimes, or on my stomach. Sometimes I do fall asleep. But if I fall asleep, I just tell myself I really must have needed that. Like I was that relaxed. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You so I must
1: me this uh shout out to Sierra dennis she has her own um dennis morgan she's married now my bad she has her own like yoga meditation and business oh well. nice um she says something all the time when she does yoga is your practice will look different every day because your body will need something different every day yeah. and allow yourself the space and grace to receive
0: that if you're willing to give it and i was
1: like yo that's deep, deep. <laughs> she's right she's right but <laughs> so like, She also has some stuff on her Instagram. Um, I believe her her uh, business page is twenty two on Instagram. Okay. Um, but I'll... Yeah, I'll, I'll say you can send right that to me, yeah. She also
0: has some good tips in terms of yoga and meditation as well. So nice. If you're looking for that. Man, I love that. Man, so moral of the story, don't beat yourself up. It's okay. Um, it's not even that you're making a mistake, but you should have to forgive yourself. Like Tanika was saying for doing certain things that we may not necessarily want to do. Um, So like in meditation, like she said, wandering, it's okay. Um, I like to sometimes wander when I meditate, like to daydream. Think about me riding in my Porsche. Sometimes
1: your thoughts can take you somewhere that you've never been. Man,
0: (laughs) you feel... Okay. Especially when I'm going through it, I'm like, man, it'd be real nice to be a millionaire. I just sit there. That's my (laughs) meditation. Like, what would I do with my money for real? Um And, and it's, it's lovely. I, I've come to like. I've gotten
1: to the root of some issues by just letting myself
0: wander man. and not trying to beat myself up, trying to figure something out. And I'm like, yo, wow, I did not Yes. I, oh. And you start piecing stuff together. And For I'm like, real. Oh wow,
1: this is crazy.
0: I done met Jesus a yeah. few times. Like it's the big <laughs> deep Buddha, Muhammad, all of them. I have literally. I promise oh, you, man. I have met all the prophets in my meditations. Like I mean. Wait, I, yeah. say, I, <laughs> I ain't gonna go too deep into my own stuff, but when I tell you, girl, ooh, anyway, let's talk about uh representation. So, as black women, and we both are very, very chocolate, we don't see, you feel me? Yes, the darker the berry, baby, but anyway. we don't see us we are more now but it's still to the point where like i'm acknowledging that like oh whoa there's a dark-skinned black woman on t like it shouldn't be like that how important is it for us to see ourselves in the places that we want to be Uh,
1: that's the sentence right there it is important um and i i think it's important and it's just actually crazy. I don't necessarily see it for myself because I feel like I've always been, like, that determined person that, like, if you told me I couldn't do something, I was going to try to do it regardless. But now I think about it in terms of younger kids looking at me. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I'm an engineer. Yeah, I do this. Yeah, I wrote this. I do all these different things. And people are like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I don't really do it for myself, but I do it so that other people notice that you can do it whenever you want to. Like, it's your life when we have the power to kind of do what we want to do, but I made me think about it in, in the eyes of, like, my little sister and my little
0: cousins, and For sure. Just the people younger than me um, and being able to service them and being able to be that representation. And
1: especially now because social media, like, there's so much... We have platforms now to be visible to people, so mm-hmm. it's so important for us to be able to show these, the positive things, but also to show, like, the human side of us, to be like, yeah, I'm an engineer, but I still be messing up. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Everybody thinks they have to be perfect now, and it's like, Nah, like I still mess up. And I, I just as a woman, we're we're moving the needle so far now, especially due to like visibility with things. Yes. And as a black woman, like that's even more important. Um and we're pr- literally
0: breaking barriers. It always mind boggles me to be like, that hey, we still doing we're the first to do this. Like yes. two thousand twenty
1: one we still being the first to at universities or in America. So Man, things, <laughs> but I, I do think it's very important for us to continue to strive to be the best. Not necessarily for ourselves, but for other people to realize that they can do things as well. Like, that's, I, it's very important
0: to me. That's real. And how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Um. So I'll be forgetting. Let me do my math real quick. Uh, <laughs> so I'll say 20, 28, Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. So I to say mid late twenties, and you already know yeah, I that.
1: Be forgetting. I stopped. I
0: stopped counting <laughs> like you know, I'll swear. until I'm thirty. Girl, yeah. I'm twenty-one. Let me tell it. I'll, but I'm going to start <laughs> But I really think I'm going to start telling people I'm like 22, 23 Because people don't believe me when I say I'm 28 And I'm tired of people carding me
1: I how old I was one time I, really yes. I was 23 at the time And I
0: really was 24 and I was like wait <laughs> I be saying I'm 27 I'm just, All the time <laughs> Yes. But, well now I round up. If I do forget for whatever reason I say 27. But now if somebody asks me and I'm on point, I just be like, I'm 30 or I'm almost 30. Like just leave it at that. Shoot. You don't need to know. him hey, I'm getting old. Shoot. <laughs> you, feel <me? laughs> you feel me? I'm the weather man. That's how I know. I can tell when it's about to rain because of my knees so that's why i can't live in ohio y'all that's the real secret <laughs> girl well let me get to looking I, you know and what's so sad is i do want to move back to chicago so bad i'm enjoying being at home but i miss the city but that's the f the part about it is it's so cold my bones ache i've never even as an athlete yeah. i've never experienced no kind of pain like that just because it's cold is a whole Man, when we turn 30, what are we going to do? <laughs> I'm going to act like I'm still 25. <laughs> I'm going to be lit. Ooh. Hey, if I have bro, I'd be joking saying like I'm going to always be the rich, you know, God mom or auntie, whatever. But even if yeah. I have kids, I'm still, ooh, going to be bad and bougie, honey. <laughs> Let me tell you, Megan Thee Stallion, who, who? Megan nostalgia, Stallion, my girl, but Megan The Stallion, who? I'm, th- this summer, I'm popping out. I'm having a hot girl. On, you feel me? <laughs> I'm getting them up back in shape. Okay, shoot. I'm having oh a God. hot girl and a city girl summer, spring, fall, all of it. Dead. You... <laughs> Turn the dead. I'm wearing my booty shorts, my little onesies that the uh, dudes wearing nowadays. I'm popping hey, listen, out. Skies out, skies out, skies out. I'm Honey, skies out, skies out. you feel me? <laughs> Y'all going to be like, uh-uh, who is she? <laughs> oh, I ain't knew I heard these streets. You feel me, uh, back to the streets like Sweetie said. But anyway, <laughs> tell us about your love for being an entrepreneur. And as a black woman, I think this, again, goes with you saying that we have people, younger kids watching us. Why do you choose entrepreneurship? And can you talk about your love for it?
1: got to love yet (laughs) it's a different perspective like i think the product is the easiest part to make Mm -hmm. and that's the part i enjoy like the creativity the innovation but to market it to sell it that's the entrepreneurship like no one really wants to talk about everything that goes into that like i don't even like yes i have a book but it's like that's the easy part to write it to publish it to get it in somebody's hands is the hard part and the part that i struggle with because I'm very like humble and just. I don't really talk about a lot of accomplishments or things that I do. Like everyone mm-hmm. else does that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right, y'all. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big person that want to be in the spotlight, mm-hmm. but I'm realizing now that that is essentially what entrepreneurship is. Like that's yeah. the the part that everyone like glorifies in a sense because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be seen. But I'm very okay with being in the background. So that it's actually really hard for me. To talk about myself and like, "Hey, y'all, I did this, buy this, do this," Um and that's the strategy and the the part. So I'm trying to learn how to fall in love with that, or in, at least enjoy it a little more.
0: For um, sure.
1: And so it, it's a learning. It's a learning process. I'm I'm still learning. So I, I feel know. that
0: it ain't <laughs> no wrong with that, man. It's yeah, entrepreneur Yeah, entrepreneurship is hard, and
1: And it is not for everybody. Exactly. Like, it's literally not for everybody. but like, so if somebody doesn't want to do it. And they want to work their nine to five, cool. By all Man. means, do whatever you want to do. Find you some hobbies on the side. Yes, invest, save, do all of that stuff, but you don't have to have your own business if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people are trying to preach
0: entrepreneurship to everybody. Yep. And it's like, if everybody's an entrepreneur, who's
1: going to work these jobs that y'all want?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably... Man. Like, it don't make sense. Yes. I definitely I like to encourage people to be an entrepreneur, but like you said, you can to me you can still work a nine to five and be one you can have a little small side hustle um yeah and i I think having that freedom and you know fill uh that creativity all of that but i do definitely agree and i'll be saying that saying that all the time if we all were creators in some type of way and we're successful at that who gonna work at fedex like i'm a package handler at fedex now too so i was like you know if once i become a full-time entrepreneur And if all of us did this, it wouldn't be no more FedEx. Like, if I go in here and tell everybody, you feel me? I'd be like, quit your job and let's go do this. We wouldn't have, there literally would be nothing anymore. Um, The world wouldn't function. So, you know, to me, sometimes it's sad to see people who feel like they don't have a choice, like they can't make it and they really believe that. But at the same time, we all are us for a reason. Um, we all serve our purpose. Yep. And it, like you said, it ain't for everybody. Uh, everything ain't for everybody, period. Not just entrepreneurship. Uh, but I definitely, I love hey. that. I, I'm glad you said that. Really, really glad you said that. Um, before we get off of here, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, nah, I think we covered
1: some good topics. And we can always expand
0: on those. But. <laughs> you feel me? I'm saying we definitely going to do a part two because... We started off really, really, really good. So I'm going to go back and listen to it. And I'm going to pull from it. And that's what we're going to talk about yeah, on the yeah, next yeah. one. Yeah, we can always dig deeper on those. Most definitely. But um, thank you for tuning in. Speak your truth. Tanika, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you. It's always a pleasure. Um, and we're going to see you Absolutely. again soon. Thank you for having me again. Of course, of course. Speak Your Truth is meant to be educational only.